Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is a podcast where I review a comic book, new or old, from my collection and rate it on the factors of the cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of 1 to 5. Then I tell you to get it or shred it. This week I'm reviewing Evangeline number 1, published in 1995 by Maximum Press. For the video version of the podcast, head on over to my YouTube, youtube.com slash vmcampos, to actually see the comic I'm reviewing, and contribute to the channel at patreon.com slash vmcampos. Let's check out the book. Alright, so as usual, a little bit of background information before the main review. Evangeline is a Rob Liefeld co-creation that follows the exploits of a fallen angel that has come to Earth to understand her divinity and the place in the cosmos and the like. This is a classic 90s comic book. We're getting right into the bad girls craze of the late 90s, where sex was a big selling point for many of these stories. This one's really interesting because there's a lot of religious imagery in the book next to the sexiness. Classic 90s extreme style of art and a little bit more violent than I would have thought. Now, Maximum Press was the comic publisher that Rob Liefeld founded after he left Image Comics, which he then also founded back with the Image 7 back in 1992. And Maximum Press, from what I understand, was around between 1994, 1997 or so. And then after that, we had Awesome Entertainment. So Rob Liefeld, a very storied character in the world of comics. Whatever you think of his art or characters or plots or whatever, you really got to hand it to him for his entrepreneurship and his place in comic book history. Collecting all the Maximum Press comics is not too complicated. There aren't a lot of titles. So for the completists out there, and I know there's many of you, I'm one. Check out the books from Maximum Press. All right, let's start with the uh, cover art. Now, this is the 90s, so of course we've got a gorgeous gimmick cover. This is a holochrome cover. And if you've spent any amount of time on my channel, you know that I love the gimmick covers of the 90s. Today's reliance on variant covers is cool. There's a lot of cool artists out there, but come on, give me a foil cover, a die-cut cover, a hologram cover, a holochrome cover, a wraparound cover. Give those all to me. I love them. So right away, this cover gets a 10 out of 5 because it's a beautiful holochrome cover. I can't even show it properly on the camera. It's just blinding all of you. The art and the layout of the cover is also very cool. I like how it uses the expanded wraparound style to show you this duality of these two characters, the good guy and the bad guy. The main character of Angeline with her big sword, a cool Dutch angled design here with the religious characters and the you know evil demonic characters. This is a really, really cool cover. Very enjoyable. Interior art. Actually, let's jump over to the credits so that I don't misrepresent anything. So here we go with the credits. We have penciler John Stinsman, inkers Jonathan Sabai and Danny Mickey, ink assists Robert Hedden, colors Nathan Lum, color seps Extreme Colors, lettering Kurt Hathaway, and then Extreme Color is everyone here. So big creative team to put this comic book together. And the interior art, it's enjoyable. It's 90s, it's Image Comics, Rob Liefeld, Extreme Studios style. It's enjoyable overall. 
Now, as we browse through the book again here, we're seeing a variety of eye-catching panel layouts, definitely. We've got that classic big character to anchor your eye onto the page. Quick succession of panels telling a cool story. If you notice, these several first pages have black borders or black gutters all around the pages. Eventually, the book shifts over to white pages, perhaps turning over a new leaf metaphorically. At one point in the book, after some some uh, layouts, then we go to a double page vertical spread. That really catches your attention. Again, the character, very large, stands out. And yes, the computer colorization is very on pointy, uh, on point in many of the panels and such. Now, this is cool. You go then to a second epic two-page spread. Lots of blood, lots of action, lots of computer colorization. And some people love the 90s computer colorization. Some people hate the colorization of that time. It was so primitive back then, of course. And it's been, what, 20, 25, 30 years since then. Back then, they didn't know to not put a dark color on a top of a dark color for readability or a light color on top of a light color for readability. They didn't know that. That was unknown. Color theory didn't exist at that time, not until like two years ago. And there are a few places over here where the colorization, uh, where they where they discovered a, an amazing Photoshop filter and they just had to use it and show it off. Like right here, this is amazing. Look at this. It's a lens flare, just like in the movies. There's also a little bit of blur over here when Evangeline wakes up. So we have the blurriness, unconscious blurriness, consciousness. Just, you know, copy and paste it here, a little bit of blur. So for some people, this art is a one out of five. For others, this is a five out of five. For me, a connoisseur of all of the ages of comic book art, I'm going to give this a 3.75 out of five. It's a little bit passe, the style nowadays in some parts. The brand new computer colorization definitely shows its age, but panel layouts are really interesting overall. They really fill in a lot of content on page after page, and then these these there's three double page designs throughout the whole book, so more bang for your buck. So overall, the interior art is very enjoyable. Let's go on to the plot. So officially credited. Story by Rob Liefeld, script by Robert Napton, and Evangeline, created by Rob Liefeld and Kathy Christian. It's actually her likeness and various other ideas that led to the creation of this character, which was the fiancé of Tony Lobito, a bigwig in the comics industry. So there's just a fascinating behind-the-scenes aspect of the creation of the character and even Maximum Press and everything. So the plot of this is... This is uh, the regular series, I believe. So there had been a mini-series to kind of introduce everything. We've got Evangeline. She is an angel, or she was an angel in the kingdom of heaven. And through various reasons, like the fallen angel Gabriel, she was also um, punished to go off to earth and live among us mere mortals to understand her own divinity and to accept it and the like. So Rob Liefeld is a Christian fellow. And this is one of the books that definitely has a lot of Christian imagery, allegories, concepts, and plots. And for some people, that's a big old turnoff. And for other people, they enjoy it, mixing religion and fantasy and such. So you've got to admit, there's a lot of stories that are ripe for the picking from the biblical canon, adapted to the modern times of the 90s, the extreme times of the 90s. 
so she doesn't have her divinity like before. Her first appearance here is actually, she's naked. If you zoom in right there, you might see a naked angel or fallen angel. And so she goes off to, she finds a church where she gets harassed by some demons because there's also demons on earth that have been cast out here. We're everywhere. And so she's kind of uh, despondent and aimless for a while, but she ends up at a church. Father Peter Clifton helps her out. And we've also got Father Malloroy here who kind of looks a little bit more scary than he should be. And they give her a place to stay and she doesn't really reveal too much of her past at the moment because she can't believe what she used to be and what she is now. There's a subplot about this totally not looking bad guy guy over here and his totally not dominatrix assistant. They're going to buy up the church. So there we got the capitalism versus religion aspect of things. And again, this guy is totally not going to be any problem in the storyline. But whoops, we give it away right away. Yes, he is going to be a problem because that's his true form right there. And that's her assistant, Halana who makes her intentions known right away. Let me have that bitch. So we're gonna have a saucy fight on the next issue. But in the meantime, we've got a lot, a lot of exposition and stuff to set up. We of course have an action-packed scene here with her, where a demon gets completely jacked up. Evangeline showing that she just needs a sword and then she's trouble. Blood splatters everywhere, blood-covered sword, a lot of badassery. Mr. Belisle has a proposition for her, which of course she rejects, but his ominous words will guide the direction of the book. Stop here. I had you bring him back to St. Augustine. I'll own it soon, you know, just like I'll own you. Next issue of Angeline versus Helena. Be here in 30 days. So yeah, this gives you what you want in a comic book, some mystery at the beginning, some action scenes, some fan service, the big bad end we're off and running. There really isn't any creaky dialogue or dangling plots, so that's a plus. I'll give this a four and a half out of five. And then we'll get to the enjoyability of it all. I'll give it a five out of five. This is an enjoyable read. That's what you want from comics. There's a variety of reasons why we enjoy comics, and sometimes you just need the sweet treat. Action, adventure, little sexiness, over-the-top action, and double-page splash pages. Oh, and I also like that we have a cool poster here. This was one of the gimmicks that Image was doing at the time, and here we followed it at Maximum Press, poster featuring Kathy Christian as Evangeline. Now, if you if you look up Kathy, uh, she was actually the, um, the model for Vampirella when Harris Comics relaunched Vampirella in the 90s. They had a model at the various conventions, and, and Kathy was Vampirella until Rob said, you need to work for us, we'll pay you even more and make our original character better than ever. So she went off to Maximum Press, co-created Evangeline, and was the face of the character, showing up on a bunch of covers as well as photo covers. Nowadays, Dynamite Comics is basically the ones that do all of the cosplay covers... But there's been a variety of them throughout the years. After all, what do I say? Always get the cosplay covers. At the very end, we have a little bit of behind the scenes. Pause it and read it on your own. Rob talks about founding a new comic book company because we are overpopulated with superhero books. That's why he brought War Child, Black Flag, and then Evangeline to the world. And then Kathy herself says a little hello here, and we talk about Rob's amazing package. 
So pause that, read that on your own. And I really like seeing this back matter of comics when you have the individual issues because a collected edition is cool. You get the whole story, but I really like the individual comics because they have all that extra material. And as you browse the book again, you, you see that there aren't a lot of ads. It's mostly house ads. Rob also had Battlestar Galactica, the, the property at that moment. So there was a Saga Continues Battlestar Galactica series. We have a Bad Rock series continuation here. Credits page at the end. So it's a very dense comic with basically all of the story. And you're paying $3.50 basically for the cover enhancement. But you get the full story instead of a lot of ads to get in your way. So the book was very enjoyable. And actually, let's take one more look at the cover. If you catch these um, gimmick covers just the right way, you really got to see them in real life. You're not going to be able to fully grasp the grandeur of some of these vintage gimmick covers unless you see them in person. So a wraparound holochrome cover. I love it. Give me more of those. Yeah, the variant arts are cool, but this is what I want. Take me back to the 90s. And that was Evangeline number no. 1, published in 1995 by Maximum Press. Did you read this comic back in the day? Are you interested in getting your own copy now? Are you a fan of gimmick covers, or do they repulse you to no end? Did you live through the bad girl's craze of the late 90s, or is it before your time? Tell me in the comments. And don't forget, check out the video version at youtube.com slash vmcampos and contribute to the channel at patreon.com slash vmcampos. I would really appreciate it. You can support the channel and be a part of it for $3.33. What a deal. And what you're getting in return is early, exclusive access to all my content before anyone else gets it for $3.33. Amazing. So once again, tell me your thoughts on this latest episode. In the meantime, this has been the weekly VM Campus Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.